All right, let's go, let's go. Uh, here I am, there you are. This is Blue Wire Studios uh, here at the Wynn Hotel Resort and Casino in beautiful Las Vegas, Nevada. I'll tell you what, today is 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 why, I, it reminded me of why I live here. Uh, not only is it just the state tax and we're coming up on tax day as, as it is, but man, the weather's just great today. If you get a chance to come out and visit. Everybody's gonna love it this weekend because it is Super Bowl weekend. And uh, you're starting to see Las Vegas change. And this is what happens with big events. Uh, Las Vegas can knows how to throw an event, I'll tell you that. But um, we're not even hosting this damn thing. But maybe it's because the Rams are in it. I don't know. That's got one of my producers a little pissed off because he's a Raiders fan, but that's okay. He's going to survive. Um, but it is Super Bowl weekend, which, uh, which, which makes things uh, always fun. It's always a fun time in Las Vegas. If you are making your way uh, out to Las Vegas, if you're driving in, be careful. This is where people get stupid. I've done this drive so many times, and Super Bowl weekend is by far, hands down, the worst time ever to be on the 15 freeway going north. So just be careful out there if you're driving in. If you're flying in, I don't care. That's somebody else's problem. Um, just try not to get, you can't get drunk on the plane anymore, which is great. It's actually, that's actually a good thing for, for a lot of people who are coming into town. I have some friends coming into town. I got a bunch of soccer guys staying at my house. Uh, I'm planning on ha having one hell of a, uh, a time. I am. I'm nothing against you, Cincinnati, but uh, I think the Rams are taking this one. I think that's just, uh, there's no foregone conclusions here, but uh, if I was going to bet, and I'm not necessarily a big betting man, but I always bet on the Super Bowl. And I am seven years, I think, straight uh, on, on the good side. So uh, I am hoping that uh, the Rams take care of business. Look at these beautiful people. See, you need, they're here for the right reasons. God, I wish you would have seen that world. That They were worth it. Have fun, guys. So um, to explain again, there's this big glass window. People are looking in on the studio, and um, some beautiful people walked by and decided to dance for me, which was nice. Guys in the studio, did you see that? Did you happen to see that? Okay, good. I got thumbs up over there as well. So, like I said, it is Super Bowl weekend. Uh, a lot of people are excited about uh, being in this uh, great city. Uh, I, for one, am as well. My wife always hates it. This is always uh, a weekend where I just go into it. Probably like today, today's Thursday, or maybe even tomorrow, I'll remind her that I'm about to get in trouble. That's, and I'm not, I'm not a big trouble guy, but I'm, I'm basically going to do some stupid stuff, and I might drink a little bit more than I usually do because it is a Super Bowl. And the Rams are in it, which I used to be a Rams fan. Well, I was a 49er fan for a while. I think I've pledged my allegiance now to the Raiders. And I'm starting to uh, possibly rethink that, but uh, I'm going to stay loyal. This is where I live. This is my team. I got to stay with it. I was actually reading about the, the top 50 guys that uh, sell merchandise. Apparently, the league tracks this stuff. Three of the Raiders made it. So Jacobs, I think, was in the top 20, which, which makes sense. He's great. Waller was somewhere in the middle, and I think Carr snuck in there in, in, in the top 50 somewhere. So he's selling shirts. That's three guys that are selling shirts. I didn't get to see the whole list. I only know who the Raiders are, but I'm pretty sure like Mahomes has got to be up there. I don't know who number one is, but I, I would have to guess under the circumstances that Aaron Rodgers' shirt's probably on the decline. People just possibly saying, you know what? Not my guy anymore whether it's about your toe or who you voted for or how you act or how entitled you think you are. <laughs> yeah, I think, uh, I think you're in trouble. All right, enough about that. that. Let's get to the real football. 
lot of stuff going on. We're on the back end of seeing how all of these uh, these transfers have worked out. We're just out of the window. Uh, some games to report from yesterday. No sighting of Josh Sargent. I got to do some research there. They got a one-to-one against Crystal Palace. Tottenham not looking the part. All right, here we go. What the hell's wrong with that place? Pretty good lineup. Pretty good lineup against Southampton. But uh, they just got beat. They just got beat. I mean, I'm not a big stat guy. I'm not going to do the Greg Berhalter thing and try and tell you that what one performance is more dominant than the other. But at home, to get you know tripled on the shots, uh, not a lot, whole of them on target, not a lot of possession, not a lot of play with purpose. I'm starting to think, and this is just me saying it out loud. I'll get to Man United in a second here, but here's the way I feel. From what I understand, Conte doesn't do good in the in, in at all when it comes to the transfer window. He's already he's a better coach when the team is already built, and he is about positional play and pattern play. Believe it or not, so I've, I'm, I'm starting to figure out some of his patterns. And guess what? Some other coaches are as well. And Southampton would be the best example of that. The Hasenhutels. I love that name. God, the German coaches. They're amazing. Anyway, they lose. So Tottenham loses at home. Uh, three to two to Southampton, uh, surprising a lot of people, not me. Manchester City is rolling. This thing is over, and we might as well just pack it up. And it's it's a fight for two, three, and four, and five. The number one is going to be Pep and the boys. Pep boys. Hey, there you go. Maybe we should go with that. That's a thing. Uh, Aston Villa, uh, Coutinho still still showing uh, some magic. Uh, his inclusion with Aston Villa was terrific. Uh, although they got a late red card, three three was the final. Kind of expect that, you know, with Leeds. Yeah, because Bielsa will do crazy stuff and he's not afraid to let the game open up. I love that. I, I do like that about him. Um, I guess the the other one to talk about, it would be, oh, so West Ham gets the win against Watford and um, Burnley at home, one-to-one, Pogba returns and it's a one-to-one. It's not that, that it really was a big hit, but you know, if, if you start looking back at, at some of the things that I said months ago about Ralph Reinick and some of the things that are that are coming true today, um, I don't think I was wrong about Reinick. I wasn't wrong. Uh, if, I, I think I got this right. He's not going to last. There's no way in hell that we get into the summer and he's still there. He might find a different role because he's a smart guy. He's like one of those guys that will kind of float into the back back room, you know, and but still be overseeing something with some kind of role. And I don't know how, what kind of contract he has. But when you tie to Burnley, as who's at the bottom and you get all that pressure going on, uh, you're going to start hearing it. You're going to start hearing it. And it's starting to get, and there's something going on with Ronaldo as well. It just doesn't feel right. It doesn't feel right. And, and you know, when he got subbed a couple of weeks ago, didn't appreciate it. Um, Ryanick did have a go at him because he said, you know, the question was, why did you take me out? And then you put in a young player. Why didn't you take the young players out? And then the young players were the ones that got it done on the day. And that was Ryanick's answer. And that's, that's kind of like, all right, let's, let's, let's each, let's both of us throw our balls on the table and see who's, you know, who's in charge here. And that's not a wise thing to do with a guy like Ronaldo. You got to, it's just one of those guys you got to handle it differently. Everton is on the skid. They just are. Uh, They lose to Newcastle. So I wasn't I wasn't all too impressed with the sexiness of um, of their signings, but uh, 
Holgate, who who is a good player uh, it, for Everton, is just not in the best of form. He gets the own goal. Uh, Liverton, uh, Everton, um, I just called them Leverton. That's funny. That's a, that's a classic Freudian slip right there. That was unreal. Everton, you know, obliged with their own own goal, but then you know, Fraser and, and uh, Trippier get the goal. So three to one. So what are their big signings, if you will, working out? But now we're kind of moving into um, where, where things are getting a little bit, a uh, little bit testy. Liverpool has got Leicester today. So that's a, of course, that's Brendan Rodgers' return to his, his old castle. If you remember that, I don't know if you guys remember this, but they came out with that behind-the-scenes deal where it was, uh, there was one scene you might remember. There's a couple of scenes in there where it was the, it was the, uh, the documentary on, on Brendan Rodgers and, and Liverpool where he has the three envelopes where he says, I'm not going to open them, but I've written three names down of the people that are going to let me down. And he's and it's kind of a weird team meeting that that was the one that struck it struck me funny, uh, and then when he you know just shows the world his house that was given to him uh, by the Liverpool brass and the nice car that he now drives, and if you notice uh, how how much his teeth changed uh, by the end of that deal, so uh, it, it's funny the, the, you go to you go to Liverpool and and you're you, they must have great dentists over there because they all come out with great choppers. That that seems to be the part of the plan. Like I'm going there to get some new teeth, and uh, and Brendan Rodgers got a new wife, so I don't know. That's uh, that's that's what's going on for him. He's got to go in, in in back into that that cauldron, which is maybe he'll be well received. I don't know. The other one was the steady, if you remember that with uh, with Sterling, because he says something in training, and Brendan Rodgers says to to Sterling, "If you stay steady to me one more time." I'm going to put you on the plane. Because I think that's what Sterling said to him. At the time, he was still a teenager. He's a steady manager. Steady. Steady. Steady, boss. That's what he said. That didn't go over well with Brendan. Uh, so he let him have it. Uh, Wolves gets Arsenal. Arsenal trying to get off the skid. It was a horrible January. Horrible. Let's see if February is any, any, any different. Uh, but then it gets, it's starting. I think the next phase of games is going to be good. You got Chelsea, Arsenal. Uh, that's that's coming up. That's that's postponed for I don't know what the reasons are. Manchester United gets Southampton, so they get to they have some fun with that. Norwich gets Man City. I'm gonna say zero six, maybe, maybe maybe worse. And then Burnley gets uh, Liverpool, and uh, Liverpool gets to prove that they know how to play on the road. Tottenham gets Wolves, which that'll be interesting for those managers, but. Uh, I think I, I think all in all, you know, I'm I'm I apologize in advance. I'm going to stop watching the EPL and start watching the Bundesliga. I just think it's going to be more fun to watch. Man City's running away with this. I mean, we got a couple of car crashes right now with uh, with Conte and at Tottenham. I think Tuchel's is is it's weird. It's it's almost like he's already overstayed his welcome, and they're on their way. Oh, that's why that's postponed. They're at the uh, the. Uh, that's the Club World Cup. That's what they're doing. They won their first one in the semifinals. They're in the final for that. My bad. Totally forgot. Uh, MLS might also be where I might need to turn my attention. I think there's been quite a bit of movement. Uh, we're all we're not going to get to see um, you know Toronto's real work until until the summer. But um, and it, it seems like you know Bob is is settled in nicely over there. They're making some moves. Josie Altador on the way out. Josie Altador, out the door. 
probably a good thing, you know, a very good thing. I just saw on his Instagram, he got married. So let's see if how that affects him. Um, but Toronto, I, I think there'll be a bounce. If we start talking now about which teams are really going to be the teams to watch in Major League Soccer, this, this would be the time to do it. So if we're going to, I'm in Vegas. So let me try and prognosticate a little bit for you here. Do I think LA is going to be good? I'm going to go with yes. And I think uh, Douglas Costa, um, it, it, this is hit or miss though, man. I, I, I think I talked about this in the last one with, jo- with Jovan Karowski. This is his signing. Um, and let's see how that all works out. But I, I have to think that there's got to be a lot of disappointment. It's kind of those uncomfortable laughs. You know, when I got to see uh, Vanny and Jovan Karowski at the uh, Bosnia game, and they were just, hey, hey, what's up? How's it going? There was a really a, a really different mood than I expected. But uh, I think that's all by design. I think they're trying to pretend like they're all um, in a great mood, but no one's happy about not making the playoffs. No one would have thought going into that deal, Vanny's first year, uh, that the playoffs weren't in the, uh, in, in the cards. Uh, a lot of people starting to think that maybe uh, Houston Dynamo, the, out of the, uh, out of, I don't know. I don't know why they're, they're optimistic. Uh, I'm, I'm actually the most pessimistic. I think Dynamo's uh, still in a bad spot. And uh, it, it'll be interesting to see how the new brass uh, navigates through this and if they really make some moves in the summer. And... Um, I'm not, uh, I'm not, I want to see how some of these new managers do because uh, you, you, now you have Ezra Hendrickson bringing in uh, Shakiri, which, which that, that deal is done. That is a guy that you can build around. It's just now he needs to be managed. He, he really just needs to be managed. But I, I called him Novak uh, 2.0. I, I still believe that. I think Chicago might be on the bounce. You know, they've, they've been on a skid for a while. I mean, everybody's just like, when is this going to get better? Uh, I'm really hoping that my buddy Ezra uh, figures it out, but I'm, st- I'm not on. I'm not on board with Houston. I'm just not. Um, and when you start to look at this part of the the year, what happens next is you have all of the MLS sides, which we could get into the schedule debate, but all the MLS sides are, are walking straight into the Champions League already. So their first game out of the shoot won't be against another MLS opponent. It'll be against the best teams from other places. You know, for we got Santos and Santos. That's that's uh, how um, our current champion NYCFC will start. So they've got uh, the Costa Rican version of Santos, and then you have Montreal, who will be Santos Laguna. And Montreal um, is always a team that that seemingly seemingly just doesn't get it right at the beginning. I'll be I'm very curious to see how a Bruce Arena New England uh, handles. The Champions League. He's always had a, a way of just easing his guys into it. He doesn't panic. He doesn't overdo it. So it's not going to be injuries. Um, and I, I think he might uh, he might figure it out better than most. Colorado's uh, got Comunicaciones, which is not an easy uh, opponent, and they've got to travel. So we'll see how um, Robin Fraser handles that in Seattle. Uh, starts as well. But I don't like it. I don't like it. Because the, here's why. I've always argued about the schedule. I've always said that the that Major League Soccer is making a massive mistake by continuing to start their season in fairly poor weather and then finishing it in horrible weather with no one watching. What I mean by that is we start 
immediately after the Super Bowl, it's Super Bowl weekend, and I'm always reminded of this, that our starting point is, you know, fairly smart to start uh, right out of the, or as soon as football goes away, soccer begins. That has always been the mentality. Do we have the best of weather? No, not, it's not great. Um, and in, in certain places, it's, it's not going to be uh, conducive to ideal. It's not going to be even close to ideal. It's going to be cold. But hell, we just played against, uh, you know, play World Cup qualifiers in the snow. So we're in the freezing weather. So I, I, maybe that's our mentality. But I don't like the fact that we end our seasons in, you know, November and December. I just don't. Right in the middle of the NFL. We don't, we're not getting enough eyeballs. We're not going to be able to convince sponsors that this is a, a property worth buying into because no one's watching it. They keep saying that people are watching. It's all a lie. There's not enough people watching this to dictate a big TV deal. So, And, and the TV deal, if we really are talking about what drives uh, the other leagues, it's always going to be TV money. It's why I've always been so frustrated with the Open Cup in the United States because it's such a great property. Lamar Hunt Open Cup should be a different animal altogether. And it should be celebrated in this country. And if it's positioned properly, there would be a great opportunity to really cash in. But I mean, it's been, it's been deemed an impossibility at this point of changing our schedule. I really think we live, we just, we just had the ultimate opportunity and the ultimate excuse through this pandemic because we could have shut down and said, we're changing everything. We're just going to start our season in August. And out of spite, Garber decided, no, we're going to go into the bubble. We're going to Orlando and we're going to play games. So we're going to lose millions because that's part of the plan. I mean, that was really not, not uh, the wisest move. But uh, we're, we're spinning out of all of this now. And we got teams that are, are finding new ownership. There's, there's ownership groups that are spending money. Uh, there's a lot of pressure on you know, teams like San Jose, the earthquakes. You know, Chris Leach is now in charge. Almeida looks like he's on his way out the door as well. And it looks like to me that, that you know, the pressure that he's trying to put on his, his ownership group isn't working. So I expect a change up in San Jose. I don't think he'll last much longer. I really don't. And the way that people get hired these days, since you know, if we're looking at John Thorrington hiring his buddy Steve Sharundalo, my guess is that, if I'm being honest, that Chris Leach will hire Luchi Gonzalez because they're buddies. Sorry to let the cat out of the bag, Chris, but um, that's, that's probably what you're going to do. I do think that Chris Leach is going to figure this out, though. I do. He's a smart guy. He's a smart guy. And what they need to understand up there is that winning on a, on a lesser budget is possible. It is possible. They just got a plan. They're going to have plenty of talent coming through their doors, especially especially in the, uh, from the youth level. So they, they in my opinion, uh, they're, they're a project. It, you, you can't get away with this in other countries, but yeah, they're a project. What that means is they are going to be afforded the time to figure out how to get themselves back on track. But if you go back to last year, like if, if you go back to last year, who's on the rebuild and, and you know, you know the, the fourth best team in, in the, in, in the Eastern Conference, it won the whole thing. Philadelphia and, and Nashville and New England get knocked out. New England gets knocked out right away, even though New England smashed virtually every record with 22 wins and seven ties, only five losses on the season. And not, not, not enough people are paying attention to what uh, Smith is doing with Nashville. They're just not. 
You go through a major league soccer season and you only lose four games. That is such a major accomplishment. That is unreal. Unreal. So Gary Smith, hats off to you, man. Not a lot of goals scored. Pretty good goals against average. Just, just absolutely showing that, hey, I know how to win. I know how to build a culture. Watch me work. He did it with Colorado, by the way, many years ago. And he's doing it again. So Nashville, he's in a good spot. Uh, New York City, Atlanta, Orlando, and uh, Red Bull. Red Bull snuck in. Uh, DC and Columbus, Montreal, Miami, Chicago, Toronto, and lowly Cincinnati did not make it. So who, who's really going to, you know, is Noonan going to be able to figure out Cincinnati? Hires Dom Kinnear, smart move. Toronto looks like they're on the bounce. Chicago's on the bounce. Miami will be a, a difficult one to figure out. Um, not enjoying watching Caleb Porter get stuffed in the face, but um, not going to say that I didn't uh, pay attention to that. That was, you know, it's, it, it, there's just certain people in the world that think they've got everything figured out. So you like to, you like to watch them uh, suffer a little bit. And then on the other side, on the Western side, you've got, uh, well, so Colorado was, you know, people forget that they came in, in front of Seattle this year. Kansas City just holding holding tight in Portland with uh, Giovanni Savarisi, making his way to a final. Almost, I mean, it's got to break your heart to lose the way he did. But uh, man, they almost they almost pulled it off. Late goal. That's so deflating and inspiring all at the same time. But Gio will figure it out. Robin Fraser, good season, man. Undeniably a great season. So Colorado, Seattle, Kansas City, and Portland were the top four. Minnesota hanging hanging tough. Uh, Vancouver, what what the hell was that? How about that for a comeback? I mean, I, I was like, wow, they're bad. And they're, they're in last place. Uh, they get rid of DeSantos and then, whoa. And then RSL sneaks in there. LA and LAFC, both on the out, not making the playoffs. That's, that's uh, boy, I think that's like the one thing that everyone's just overlooking right now. That's a big deal. Those two clubs... You know, it, it's been a long time since that's the, well, I mean, LA is, LAFC hasn't been around long enough to, to really complain about the past, but that's the first time Bob hasn't made the, made the playoffs in a long time. San Jose, Dallas, uh, Austin expected uh, to, to be, you know, coming out of the gates. No one thought they were going to be um, truly competitive yet. Isn't that so funny though? Like, like in America, we go, oh, no one really, no one cares. You're not going to get relegated. Don't worry about it. And then Houston were the uh, bottom dwellers, but they, you know, they're really high on Nagamura. So, and uh, my boy Pat thinks he's going to get this figured out. So, a lot of people think that you got to buy your way into this thing. You, you, you got to go figure out a way to buy the big name or buy the big players to, to win. But uh, if I had to guess right, I, I, I'm going to say this, Colorado's going to have a drop. That was, uh, they, they played a little bit. They were, they were, they were better. They, they played better than what they were, in my opinion. Um. Lost a few players, a little bit of movement. There's going to be some transition there. But I mean, God, if you're a coach and in this league, I'm not saying that I would handle it this way, but having a season where you come in first, you just bought yourself three more years. So it all it all depends on I know where do you take it from here. But you know, I'm I've known Robert Frazier since 1989. Well, I'm happy to see him doing well. I think RSL might be a tricky one as well. RSL might be a team that, you know, I know we all know they have the playoffs, Seattle, 
didn't even register a shot on goal, but got through it. I don't think that'll be the case. I think Pablo's going to, uh, he's got some new pieces in there. Mesa's going to, and, and then of course this, this Augsburg thing, you know, you, you be able to tap into some talent there. I just think they're going to have a different feel, a very different feel. Nice to see them um, drop in a little bit of cash too. I won't, you know what I'll do is I'll get Brian Dunseth on the show. And then uh, if we really want to dive into what's happening at RSL, uh, we'll see where that's all going. I actually think my son's going to end up playing there. So I might have a, I'm, I don't know. I might be rooting for them in the very near future. My son's only 13. You know, it, it, it's kind of wild. My wife and I are like, wait, wait a second. He's 13. But these guys are on it, man. You know, John Spencer's their chief scout. He he does a great job. He's, he spends a lot of time in Vegas because this is the Wild Wild West over here. Until West Eden brings the team to Las Vegas, these players are still uh, free game. So there's no territorial rights uh, holding them back from, from jumping on another team. So kudos to Austin. Kudos to um, uh, Seattle, Portland, and... Uh, and Salt Lake for figuring out how to tap into Vegas talent because it certainly is here. Don't know why San Jose hasn't done that. I really don't. San Jose has been, you know, well, they, they put all their trust in Almeida, which, which might not be the smartest thing. I'm just, I'm not beating the guy up. I'm just saying, look, if we, let's talk about San Jose just for a second. And, I, and I, I'm not trying to be, you know, this is my old club, so I actually care. So you come in 10th place. Right, so you only won ten games last year. I, I'm no one to talk. I've had, I've, I've been a manager of a club that has a similar kind of season. Two, you know that, you know, 2020. Everybody kind of. I don't think you get a pass, but they snuck in the playoffs. Like they basically kind of, you know, they they came in eighth, but on, and it was only a 23 game season, and they they won eight games. So I don't know how much I count that. I don't know if that's really something I look at and say, oh, good work. Uh, and the, and the previous year, just right on the edge, but not in, right? So maybe 220 saved Almeida, but, you know, won 13 games, uh, and, and just one, one space below the line. Everybody talks about that red line and that's, uh, when, when you keep finding yourself, uh, under the line, you know, it's, it's hard to make sense of it all, but then the, the year previous to that, um, dead last four wins out of 34. So, I mean, is Almeida going to be able to figure this out? I don't know. I don't know. It's, it's, uh, it's one of those deals where I'm just hoping and it is hope. My, my only concern with, with uh, San Jose, and I think this is Chris Leach's biggest challenge is to change the culture. And, and I don't think you can change the culture while Almeida's there. I don't. I think it's his way or the highway. When you're coming out of a lot of success um, uh, in Mexico, it's a different world. It's a different. It's a different way of doing things, and I think there was a lot of a lot of explaining. Well, explaining. I was going to say explanation, but explaining to do when when you have a, a whole crew which is used to doing things in Mexico. Now they get a, you know they, after they've been explained the rules of of how different this experience is going to be. And they call it a project. Anybody that comes in and calls it a project, I know there's some translations going on there, but don't call it a project. That's like the most disrespectful thing you can do. Oh, I'm really dedicated to this project. Which is like, well, okay, we're just going to throw shit at the wall and see if it works. I mean, it sounds like an experiment. Don't do that. Don't do that. 
I'm only saying that as as a former player from San Jose. That don't do that to my club. Don't don't. This is not your little petri dish where you get to figure out uh, how to do something. I mean, I was I, I think the most I've ever been offended by any GM, and I've already forgotten your name, was the the guy from Europe who came in and in Cincinnati and said we're four or five transfer windows away from figuring this out. That was almost like saying, I have no idea what I'm doing yet. So be patient with me. And by the way, there's no promotion relegation here, so I'm not going to get relegated. I'm going to lose for a while, but I'm a really smart guy that just needs time to figure out my job. Wow. Yeah, that did, uh, yeah, that wasn't, uh, that was never going to fly. But actually it did fly. It, it, it might have, to get hired in the first place under the pretense that it's going to take me a long time. Uh, to figure it out is is something that we um, we seem to we engage in those those kind of relationships and hires all the time. So I think there's a lot of people in Europe who look at you know the United States and say, "What a wonderful project this could be for me." All my guy like uh, Yap Stam, for example, he just I, he got punched in the face. He had no idea that it was going to be what it was, and I'm sure Almeida feels the same way. He thought this is a step down. I'm, I, you know, this isn't this. You know, and what he's realizing is, yeah, Major League Soccer is a different animal. There's a lot of great talent in this league. A lot of great talent. Is this the same pressure that exists in other clubs in Europe or in South America and or um, Mexico for that matter? No, it's not. It's a different, different kind of pressure. It's a different kind of player. So, all right. That's that. I'm going to come up. Here's what I'm going to do. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to come up with my top eight, all right? I'm going to put this on Twitter. You follow me at uh, Eric when all the uh, little check mark, you, you, you got it. And I'm going to come up with my top eight, who I'm going to try and figure. I'm, I'm in Vegas now, so I, I have to start trying to predict stuff. And I've been really you know, doing a good job as of late. So let's, let's, let's give it a shot. Follow me on Twitter, and I'm going to come up, and we'll talk about it next time. But this is, this is where you do it. But I... When we get into the scheduling of things, we got all these all these teams who did well last year, who are still in their preseason, and now they're going to be evaluated and or assessed on their ability to play in the Champions League right out of the gates. I just hate that because the perception is is that we're not you know we're not very good, but the reality is we're just not ready yet. We haven't had enough time. Yeah. That will not be that. That's a complaint for another day. Uh, it is now. I'm, I know that uh, podcasts are evergreen, but it is now past uh, the eleven forty-five mark here locally in Las Vegas, which means Liverpool's on, and I'm going to go watch that. I don't like to watch things later. I don't ever record things. I record things to watch them as a coach, but I don't, I don't like to watch recorded things. I need to see it live. So I got to go. I apologize. We will hear you next time. Continue to be good human beings out there. Uh, I hope that you all have a wonderful uh, Super Bowl weekend. Stay safe out there, especially if you're going to be on that 15 going north. And if you're hungover on Monday on your way back uh, and you're going the different direction, just drive slow. It doesn't matter. You're hungover. You'll get there eventually. Drink water. All right. That's it for today. We'll hear you next time. Later.